Do you have a call to Grail? It's 40 degree sports on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome back here to the Sports Line Show here on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Derek Credit Union on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM and on the TuneIn app. And on today's show, I'm joined as always by uh, co-presenter uh, Pat McNamara, who in, in turn will be talking as we preview our Munster Asino Camogie final here for Scarafogunla against Drummond where Pat will be talking to Scarafogunla manager David Sullivan, uh, the pl- some of the players in Rachel Minogue, <coughs> Abby Walsh in Kira Doyle. We're also going to get the neutral venue, uh, neutral feeling of journalist uh, Derek Dahmer. And finally, Pat will also talk uh, to Terence Fehi, manager of the St. Joseph Secondary School team in Tulla, who are preparing for their first Hertie Cup uh, semi-final. And what a weekend it is going to be, hopefully, uh, for East Clare. But first of all, uh, to all our, our listeners, uh, a very happy new year to you all. Glad to have sports time back on the airwaves again. But unfortunately, we've to start off uh, the year on a poignant note. And I'm now also joined by uh, station manager uh, uh, Jim Collins. And Jim, we had the unfortunate passing last week of um, a person of your own of your own uh, profession and uh, of also a, a GA player, a musician, we had the terrible tragedy of the, the murder of Ashley Murphy. Yes, Leo, I suppose a, a very, very sad note to start with. And I mean, I, I was thinking, I suppose, you know, a good bit about her early in the week. And when uh, she's a teacher and I was thinking from my former role as a teacher, uh, you have a young person uh, from the locality, big into music, big into camogie. What more could you want, you know, for somebody to come into your school and um, and and teach the children and, you know, someone with obviously with a feel for the area and and so talented. Um, so it's 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 such a, a sad looking at the funeral. Then I saw it on, on the <coughs> TV on, on uh, Tuesday and um, I, I found it very moving. I found it just uh, and very, very, very sad. Um, you know, you just maybe because it's a young person, maybe it's because uh, it's a teacher, maybe it's because someone into sport and music, just like loads of people that we know mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, and to see someone out for a run and, and for that to happen, um, it, it was just so, so sad. And Pat, you know, it has, as Jim has rightly said, it has touched the hearts and minds of everybody, not only in Ireland, but all over the world. It is one of the most talked about unfortunate events uh, at at this moment in time. You know, and I suppose, Pat, what makes this one, you know, this more different, you know, there has been others and and will be more, unfortunately, what makes this one uh, stand out? Yeah, I suppose there's a combination of things that Jim has referred to, nearly covered it there. I suppose she was a local girl doing a very ordinary thing in broad daylight, uh, very gifted, uh, giving an awful lot to her community, obviously also a very happy-go-lucky person. They even talked about her smile, how they felt better having met her. So she was just a gorgeous person overall with so much to offer her community and her locality and her school and her family and... Um, I suppose there's a huge, there's also a huge membership of Coltis Coltor Laird around the, it's a nationwide movement, as indeed is the Camogie and GA, the GA Association or the GA community in general. So all of that combined, uh, plus the, the horror of, of, of just the innocence of being out, just having a run after your day's work, getting a bit of fresh air, a bit of exercise, 
uh, a bit of pre-season training I think I heard on the radio for Camogie was what she was looking how she was looking at it said goodbye to her school class that day in fact she was teaching a little first class as well I think you know you think of the little age they are at and they're so innocent and so and they loved her as well so all of that combined has struck a chord but uh, you just your heart goes out to her family her father and mother sister brother and her boyfriend probably will never get over this and uh, it just seems to struck a chord also I suppose there's the element of a lot has been spoken during the week and written about you know, the fear women seem to have of, of you know, attack uh, in modern Ireland, which is a sad situation that, you know, shouldn't be happening. You know, there shouldn't be a fear to go out night or day. And uh, a lot of women have spoken about, you know, going the other side of the street if they meet uh, about a couple of lads or maybe even one lad. You know, they just never know and they're, they're a little bit of fear about attacks. And, and that really shouldn't be the way it is. So I suppose it's been referred to, uh, men in general should look at in every way possible, at all, trying to change that culture and to try and convince all men that you know uh, to treat women with respect and and, and support and, and 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 care, you know, and to just get rid of this this feeling that there might be any danger. And uh, the only way to do that is to bring, bring the perpetrator of this one to justice, but also I suppose all men to have a positive and have a supportive and have a respectful attitude to women in general. But it's a horrific thing. I think it was just the ordinariness of it, the job she was doing with little kids, the music, the sport, uh, as Jim said, a gift to our community. So that's, I suppose, that's what struck the card. And, and Jim, you know, and, and as Pat has rightly said, but everybody says this is a watershed moment. Can the country move on and learn from this, Jim? You'd love to think so. You know, you, you'd love to think so. I suppose I, I'd agree with what Pat said there in, in total, because, I mean... The three of us sitting around this table have daughters and we also have sons. And um, I suppose we do need to to teach our boys, you know, about the respect that Pat talked about. And we need to, to teach uh, people and teach our sons to call out where they see um, abuse or where they see lack of respect, you know, in the locality. Um <sighs> I hope it is a watershed moment. I mean, it's it's very very hard to say. I suppose the you know the type of person who would randomly meet uh, a young girl and and murder them is is probably so far gone uh, in in a certain direction uh, that you know would they would would being called out would being you know told what they're doing would it matter? I don't know. But I suppose we have to start somewhere and we need to start with um, within our own families and in our own circle and say, you know, being abusive, um, showing lack of respect to anybody, but particularly in this case to girls, uh, is simply not on and not acceptable. And Pat, you know, you're, you're a former teacher as well. And, you know, as Pat, as Jim rightly said, you have to start in, the, in, 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 your, in our own families. Uh, first of all, do you think more can be done in the education circles, Pat, maybe as well, you know, to, to highlight these issues? I'm sure it can. I mean, I know in recent decades, a lot of programmes have come in already uh, in primary and in secondary schools uh, about, you know, how to, I suppose, how to be better people, how to deal with, how to deal with things that are thrown at you in life uh, in general. Uh, but maybe the issue of how maybe men relate to women or boys relate to girls uh, maybe isn't done maybe enough detail. Uh, again, I suppose 
you're going to have evil in any society, you know, it might only be 0.0001 of the population are capable of doing something evil, whether anything can be done about that, I don't know. But I suppose if people feel that they'll be called out by their own, your gender like, and if fellas growing up as maybe young lads or teenagers know that other boys or teenager lads will say to them, stop if they're, you know, giving any, a girl any bit of hassle or a hard time in any, or, or, or maybe just being disrespectful in how to speak about them, you know, but it's a long journey, but a lot of things can be done in schools, uh, for sure, and have been done, but I think an awful lot also can be done in families, and, you know, it probably starts, you know, education starts in the home and probably finishes in the home as well, so it's a combined, it's a combined thing really, but certainly efforts have to be made anyway, there's no question, we can't shirk that, and everybody has a role to play in just making sure that occasions such that these are less and less le and less likely to happen. Yeah, and, and Jim, you know, we offer our condolences to, to all the, the Murphy family and to her boyfriend, Ryan, you know, and as Pessa, they, they may never, they will never get over this, but, you know, as hopefully, you know, the GA community, the musical community, you know, and, you know, Offaly or Brazilian County and, you know, the outpouring of grief would hope would be some consolation. Uh, yeah, and I and I've no doubt that it is, particularly to to the friends and to to you know the camogie players, and we saw them there during the week. You know, lining up for the funeral, we saw them playing music, we saw them in their um, uh gear. And, and I suppose for, for young people in particular, I mean, they, they will be able to move on with their lives because they'll have their own lives and their own families, etc. Uh, I mean, the the parents and the individual family, but particularly the the, the father and mother, um, you know, as Pat said, will we'll probably never get over it. But there's no doubt that the support that they get locally, and as you said, it's obviously there in in the area in around Tullamore and County Offaly. Um, it'll I won't say it'll make it easy, but it'll help them cope with it. Maybe, Do you know, that's yeah. that's all you can say. Yeah, and and the word I said is that you know Ashley Murphy Lartimerson has left a tremendous legacy behind her, even for a person of such a young yeah. age. And you know, everybody spoke very highly of her. And may Ashley Murphy rest in peace. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarpic Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on ScarifBayRadio.com and on the TuneIn Radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derek Credit Union. And uh, as Scarif are low, prepare for another massive day out on Saturday in Mellow against uh, Drummond Inch in the Munster Senior Final. Uh, we are joined, delighted to be joined by three stars of the squad. Rachel Minogue, Abby Walsh and Kira Doyle and uh, have trade session this morning and uh, girls, first of all you're very welcome to Sportsline again. Thanks, Thanks very much for having us. Thanks for joining us. I'm sure you have a busy schedule. Before we look forward girls, I was saying we might look back um, the last year, 2021 I suppose most of us were, were involved in hurling it at, a, at any level, a lower, much lower level than ordinary level than year. We kind of tend to be having our hurling from March up to maybe August, September in the fine days, the fine weather, lovely ground. Your biggest game seemed to be in tough, cold, wintry, wettish conditions, uh, maybe through nobody's fault, uh, times are tough. What has it been like over the last year getting to this stage? Kira, I'll start with you. You know, how difficult has it been uh, weather-wise, dark nights, all that kind of thing? 
Um, yeah, you know, weather, it hasn't been great, but I suppose we just know we're so lucky to still be playing. I suppose even last year, like we did a lot of stuff online and individually. So even to get back together at a group, we didn't mind what way the weather was as long as we could play. And, you know, we did get some days that were beautiful to play, you know, in, you know, kind of September, October. We've probably been lucky with the weather um, in the winter, but we're just happy to be playing and lucky to still be going. Like we'll take playing in the bad weather as long as we can stay playing and keep driving on and um, keep going forward. So we're just lucky and training. We're lucky to get to see each other and like a lot of people for a lot of the year didn't get to see most of their families and you know now we're able to come together in a group with what 30 around 30 of us and we're getting to train together at least three times a week and getting to enjoy each other's company as well as playing together like and doing the thing we love which is playing sport and we're lucky that we got to win the county final as well and now we get to keep going and hopefully drive on yeah i suppose you know for those of us maybe not involved in, uh, directly in sport anymore the fact you can be together with your colleagues and your friends on the squad is vital and you know you were separated there enough socially with all, all the restrictions so I suppose that's a very important point you made clear about the friends you have and the, the togetherness the family family feeling as well Abby as a the younger a member of the squad just joined maybe last year the senior squad you'd have looked up to those players for the last few years uh, as a younger player who's come in and made a, a fantastic contribution how much have you enjoyed it? Oh, it's been amazing. Like it's completely different to playing underage. You'll be arriving to training and ch- talking to like a thirty-year-old that you never would have met before, and it just—it's amazing to have all, El- all these elderly people. people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ancient. Um, <laughs> it's just amazing to like get to play with these players. Obviously, I've been looking at them playing for years and getting to just even stand beside them on the pitch. It's incredible. Like, yeah, and I mean yourself and the other three or four girls of that age group who have come in have contributed so much to, to the squad and to the, to the actual 15 to start and to go out there and try to win championship games. Um, the support and the advice and I suppose the knowledge that these people are beside you, behind you and ahead of you in a game, uh, you know, gives you great confidence, I'm sure, to, to do your very best. Or absolutely, like I'm never long and not yelled at if someone get back or mark someone and it's great, like I'd take all the pressure off me that everyone around me has my back and is always looking out for me. I think all the younger girls feel the same, but kind of protected by the older girls and they'll never let us kind of drift out of position or lose our way and keep our heads kind of to the ground as well, keep working. Yeah, I'm sure they do, yeah. Uh, Rachel, you've had a fantastic season yourself, if I may say so. Uh, I suppose they're wing back nearly all the time and uh, you've met up against some some fairly powerful uh, individuals from various clubs as as it came along. Uh, You must have really enjoyed this season because you're, you're probably playing the best you've ever played. Uh, well, thanks very much. Um, yeah, I suppose it was a bit of a change because up until I think the week before we started championship, I was in my standard kind of winger full forward position. But I think needs must must and um, yeah, I just drifted back um, and I hadn't played there since I was about fourteen in the half back line. But I suppose when you still have the basics, I'm probably enjoying it a bit more. I can drive forward a bit. Um, you obviously, I'm adapting to um, fast wing forwards, but. Um, Sure, I was dealing with fast wing backs. They're adapting to you as well, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, it's been a learning curve. Um, yeah. But having Kieran Susan beside me has been great, Absolutely. and even just trying to just know like whether to go for the ball, whether to hold back. Um, just having a strong uh, half back line with me has just kind of enabled me to settle into it. Great, Kira. First of all, I want to congratulate you as well as on on being captain of uh, WIT in the in the Ashburn Cup, which is a fantastic honour for you and the family and the club. Fair play to you. And uh, but it must be hectic. I know we're in the, in the teeth of that start, competition starting up now as well. There's training to be done. There's preparation with Scarafagunla, obviously. Uh, you might talk to us before we talk about the Drum and Inch game about you know a typical week for you now. Uh, I know there's injuries involved for you as well, but 
you know, your whole life is consumed with camogie. Even from Monday to Friday, you can't forget it. That's training. I know it's training at weekends and in the daylight, but what would be a typical week for you now preparing for both? Well, I suppose I was lucky. I was on placement last year, so I was at home and in fairness, college left me with the club and yeah. I just had a couple of matches to play, but other than that, they left me solely with the club. But I'm back to college now, so I suppose I just have to train with the college and then train at the weekend. But in fairness, between club and the college, like they're, they'll be working together and making sure that I'm not overtrained and any recovery that's needed or anything that's needed with physio or that, that they're all um, just giving their bit to make sure that we're all right. And even there's numerous girls that will be playing college camogie as well, like it's not me there's yeah. a handful of us but then like you look at the younger girls like they played senior and underage all this year and they were managed and they came out flying it and actually had a great successful year so I suppose it's just about managing it and as players we're able to do it ourselves and it's great when you have management like the management team that I have blown WIT will never um, put pressure on me to play Anthony or to be down for training if I have club like they're so so easy going with me and they just want to be able to play the matches and win and obviously you have to commit to training as well but they know that I'm training anyways so it's not like I'm losing out on anything so I just have to make sure that I'm doing something and they don't mind and they're working together and making sure that no one and all the other colleges as well David and the girls that are in Carlow, Cork, Dublin, mm. Limerick and some there's probably more that I don't even remember but they're um, just working with them and making sure that we're not overtrained or anything and they'll have us completely fresh for matches and there'll be no excuses playing colleges camogie like you know I suppose it didn't go ahead last year but we were playing it the year before and people were playing matches and because Covid there wasn't really an emphasis on it and people weren't really aware of the matches and you were able to get on and play as if you were just training during the week so you're just managed and I suppose with the training as well we're so fit like we couldn't be fitter that we're well able for it and that'll be no issue and it never would be an excuse either. It's marvellous isn't it when you have sensible people involved at both at both the group group the club and the co- college who know you know, I mean, we all know nowadays that rest and recovery is everybody's important as the training we do. So that's wonderful to hear that. So uh, as a busy times, but you wouldn't have it any other way. Abby, as again, as a younger player, um, you know, I suppose the vast majority of 17, 18, 19 year old girls or, or boys, either for that matter, are kind of thinking about a lot of different things all through the winter. I know COVID limits things, but, you know, how much in terms of social life or other things you'd be doing normally, you know, you're now committed to this Camogie club and this Camogie team at both levels. Uh, you know, do you find that it's anywhere restricts the life you'd like to have otherwise, or would you just say this is what I want and and that's it? Um, a bit like my socialising probably a bit bit different to what my friends get to do because they yeah. go out on Fridays and. But like, once when you're playing with the Smoky team, like the girls you're playing with are your friends, so going to training is your socialising. And like, I don't know any different now anymore. So, yeah. I go out training and like I have fun with the girls, and that's that's I'm happy out like. That's fantastic, yeah. And I mean, I suppose success is everything, isn't it? When you're going well, it makes all those things easier. And I suppose mm-hmm. that people who are people who know can socialise have been knocked over their mortgage championships for earlier, so you have that to be comfortable in the background. Rachel, we'll maybe look forward now a little bit. Um, big match coming up the weekend, massive game actually, second Munster Championship, uh, Munster Final for Scarborough and Law, uh, champions uh, a couple of years back. Um, Drum and Inch, very experienced team, uh, won't give anything easy and I suppose if you just play at 90% it probably won't do uh, completely definitely not and I think even 100% we need to be pushing on from that John and Inch have just played the 2020 Monster Final there a couple of weeks ago and we only met them by I think it was a point uh, two years ago so yeah we'll have to go hell for leather but I think we're all playing Camogie because we relish it and we enjoy the opportunity that we're given and I think we'll go out next week and we'll just tear in and relish and 
what we can do will do and like we do every single day our work rate is probably our best quality um, and we'll just work together and we'll give it our all and I'm confident like I don't I'm not cocky but I have complete and utter faith in our bunch of girls and our management um, and yeah we'll just give it our all and leave everything on the pitch and worry about what happens then after Exactly Rachel it's all about performance and the result will take care of itself once you perform um, Kira, just games I've watched the be this year, particularly the Ionic in Lamona semi final, the drawing game with Truclan Lara in the final, particularly the Inish Cara <coughs> game. Um, there's something special about the way this particular team and squad, because it's a 20 girl squad probably, and they need the backup play pairs and training as well. There's something about you that uh, it seems to be you've great trust in each other, you don't ever fear, you don't panic when things get tough, and you know it's going to come right in the end. Where does that come from? I suppose we all just have serious faith in each other. We know, like, for us, we probably nearly work play better when the pressure is put on us. Like, we love nearly bringing the match to a dogfight, which we have done the last couple of times. But then again, we have been slow to start in our last maybe two, three matches, but we never lose our heads. I suppose David has us so well drilled to not lose your head and just keep your cool. And, you know, even with the mixture of girls and ages, every girl has a wise head. Like, the younger girls, you wouldn't realise the age. Like, there's 15, 16 year olds. There's yeah. girls that have played underage, like numerous. Like, they've come into the team this year and they've brought such a serious energy to us and probably lifted us up when we needed most and without them we wouldn't be where we are now but the wise heads that they have when they're hurling and during the game like they never lose their head like and then you have the older mature girls and girls like our panel nearly everyone I'd say has played with Claire at some stage like as well mm. and there's a load of girls playing as well this year so we just always keep our heads and we enjoy it so much that we're never going to um, put serious pressure on ourselves that's the one thing like you know we're told as much as you want to win you're going out to enjoy yourself and you have to see it like that and I suppose COVID has probably nearly put more an emphasis on it that it is something that we really enjoy and there shouldn't be huge pressure put on you so we don't put pressure on ourselves and no one else does so we just go out and enjoy it. Fantastic and I mean that's obvious in terms of the way you play and your results and how you how you just so assured in the last five minutes of games when other teams met uh, Wilt. Abby um, he's not here to hear you know, but the manager and the management team uh, obviously a fantastic management before that that won once the championship and, and your first county title at senior level so they were outstandingly brilliant and uh, then th things move on and uh, you've new voices now what are the things you've, you, you you just noticed that they brought to the table what are the things you notice at training and before matches that they just, they just give you to give they that little vital um, little vital push to get to, to, to get the victories well I think it even started last January when we were on Zooms jumping around our living rooms with Ronan like David had every single step planned out for us and progressing us to be kind of hitting our peak performance around championship time and he just had such a sense of like professionalism to the camp I think he has everything prepared we are never lost for equipment or food or water or anything he's takes great care of us in various to him and his like his training sessions are always planned he's always looking out for us and I think he just he's really taking it to the next level absolutely Rachel I suppose we talked Rightly about the younger players, and, and Kira has referred to the younger players a few times, which is fantastic to see that you know you do you know appreciate what they brought to the table. But then again, there's the, there's the uh, mature stages like like a few of you there, but also to have Bob taking freeze from sixty meters or maybe sixty five meters, seventy meters in the winter's day out at the sideline and popping them over, you know that's unreal. Yeah, um, there's a, a lot of comfort and enjoyment let's say if we get a free around the 60 or the 65 meter line and Bob is running out you're just like I might even turn away and just get ready for the next puck because you know you know she's the length and you know she has the accuracy um, 
And yeah, it's a, it's a huge um, comfort to, uh, for us to have, for us, let's say in the nine minutes of a game, I w- she said it herself, she just doesn't feel the pressure. You know, a lot of people when they're taking freeze, you know, you'd kind of psych yourself out of it. She just says, she's just hitting the ball, which is phenomenal from her part. And she saved us on many attempts. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's so good to have, especially when in our last few matches, the games have come down to the wire. And when you need a good free taker and you just need somebody to slot them over and to go on to the next ball. Yeah, so it's it's been great. Um, Kira, you'll, you'll know uh, Drummond Inch pretty well. Uh, maybe nobody wants to be singling out players because it could be the unheard of player that comes up on the day and does something marvellous to, to, to help them out. But who are the players you'll be looking to there that... Uh, Will be influence the game, and you'll have to maybe keep a keep a reverse angle. Hold on. Well, teams always have those certain players, but they are a serious squad as well. Like they didn't win three in a row tips for nothing, and this is their third consecutive monster final that they'll be contesting um, after winning the last one. But I suppose you know, like Neutrasi be a huge um, player for them. Um, I played with her in college um, for a few years, and you know she's phenomenal. Her work rate as well. Like you have the McGraths as well, Mary Burke. Um, their goalie Quiva absolutely outstanding. Have saved I think is a two penalties this year, but. Uh, they're a serious squad from 115 and their players they've brought on and they want it as well and they'll work like dogs so we just have to match our work rate or even um, go above it and we know how good we are like we have faith in our players like we know we are a strong team and we have youth and we then we even have experienced players and we're just going to give it our all we didn't train all year for nothing a whole over 365 days we weren't training at 9 o'clock Stephen's morning not to get to a Munster final and not to win a Munster final the effort that's been put in by everyone management included this year like everyone has made serious sacrifices and we didn't even realise because we enjoy it so much and we just want to win and we know how much that the club have given management have given and every player has given like we've had girls come home from college Wednesdays every week for training and has not batted an eyelid at it and would come time and time again and you know even outside of Camogie like the girls would do anything for you you know you could always go to them which is huge and um, we're just going to go out and give it our all on Saturday and hope that we are going to come away with the win and we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that we um, can come away with the title. Somehow I do believe what you're saying there, very convincing <laughs> and I, I, know, I know you believe it in your, in your heart as well. I mean, you would probably know less about this team you're facing, probably haven't heard of half, maybe a quarter of them. Uh, that's probably a great way to go into it. Yeah, I think there's not much pressure on those younger girls to go out and be star of the team we kind of he's no history with these ones at all only not just at all I, just, I know they're team. they're mostly champions obviously so they're going to be a formidable side but you can just go out and play our own game and no one will ever really beat us for work right we just give everything to every match we, and we never say die so I think it'll be a really tough match and there'll be nothing between us but they, I wouldn't be scared from these older players I just don't know them yeah and that's a fantastic way to go into it as well Rachel, I suppose finally uh, we'll probably let you go soon. You, you, you need to go off and prepare. Um, there's ten minutes to go. The next day, you're three or four points down. Uh, you still believe in your heart you're going to beat Drummond Inch? Oh, there'll be no pressure at all. I think not that there ever, ever would have been, but even when we were four points down, I think three minutes to go against True Clanera, I had no panic. I and only looking back, you realise I had no doubt that day. Three minutes to go. Not that I was actively thinking about it at the time because mm. you were playing your match, but there was no doubt in my mind. I was like, okay, we just have to get one score and then mm. another score and then another score. Um, yeah, so obviously, like, uh, it'll be very, very tough the next day, but five minutes to go, ten minutes to go, a minute to go, uh, it'll, we'll never die. So I think that's our answer, yeah. 
you're very convincing girls and uh, uh, you've me convinced now there's no way you can be beaten here maybe we'll finish up with this next one um it's, it's, it's going to be a great day down in Mellow because uh, Tullis Secondary School are also in the Munster College Harty Cup semi-final so hopefully there'll be huge to be crowd of East Clare people there you all lack for support but you have fantastic supporters and you have a fantastic backup from the club itself as well Absolutely and we want to thank the club and just everyone in the community like we've had serious support not just this year like over the years from underage the whole way up you can always notice there always is a huge scar for Gunlock contingent at every match and you can always hear them and we appreciate it so much maybe we don't say it enough but we do like even hearing people on the sideline that really drives us on and like even seeing people how much it means to them like there is people younger children coming up that want to be you when you're older want to be part of the team and then you have older people that will not miss a match even challenge matches that there's been people over the years have went to every one of them and I think the GA in general in the club has really lifted the club and lifted the community like from the last couple of years and they're just enjoying it we're lucky I suppose that we're such a sport orientated community yeah. that we can go to matches like we're happy to do that and we've been able to enjoy our time even with COVID we've been able to go to matches and we've been able to see serious games between Hurl and Camogie underage and adult levels so it's brilliant for the community and we're just delighted that the support we get from local business businesses and everyone and especially even from the fundraiser that we did um, back was it three weeks ago over Christmas um, the support that was given from everyone was absolutely phenomenal and it's helping us on our road to, for however long we go on and helping us for the match on Saturday whether it be gear, food or anything that we need it's just unreal what they've given us and we'd really like to thank them because we really appreciate that, everything that's been done for us Absolutely. I um, might just build yes, on Rachel, that quickly yep. Pat, um, just when you were say, uh, clear saying, also our one of our biggest supporters have been Scarf Bay and the group of you who turn up to all our matches and even hearing uh, you and Leo on the sideline in the first round of championship, like a huge um, credit has to go to you. You've taken us so seriously and even a few years ago when he started to broadcast it, that rubbed off, off on us and we took ourselves more seriously. So I think if we're thanking the community, we're also thanking Scarf Bay. Um, as a very yeah. uh, key well, it, part of that. It's been a privilege, uh, as I said. Leo's the main man now. Like, let's get that straight. <laughs> first of all, brilliant commentator. I, I just I mean, off, off of the way, he can recognise players and get get a description in so immediately. But just a privilege myself from a neighbouring club and neighbouring parish to be involved in, with your success over the years. I mean, coming into Scarlet Bay uh, out of the blue there one day, asked by Jim just to get involved in, in asking, talking about a hurling game and then getting stuck on it. It's been a privilege for, for us to be just following your success and just the, the quality and the, the character you're made of and, and, and the whole excitement of, of what it's brought to, 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 every, to everybody in East there. But look at, finally girls, from hearing you speaking, it's easy to see how successful you are because you, your attitude is amazing. You're, 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 you're very um, articulate as well, but also I can see the determination in the way you speak and, and the commitment to the club. So listen, all that remains is... To say, uh, uh, you know, drum and in for a, a tough one on Saturday. But listen, the very, very best of luck because we know with referees' decisions, etc., etc., things can go a little bit, you know, tight at times. The very, very best of luck. We hope you can take that step of bringing back that Munster Cup for the second time and take another step forward as well. So very, very, very much appreciate you joining us this morning. And uh, again, best of luck. Enjoy the day and bring back that cup. Thank you very much. Thanks, and now, thanks to those three girls again. Outstanding, outstanding contribution to our program, and best look to them again. Uh, we can hear we know that now uh, that uh, now that they they have said what they said about management. Uh, we, the manager himself is here now, and we'll see what his reaction is. David Sullivan, what uh, what year has been? You came in there last year, and uh, just tell me first of all before we look forward, what has it been like to work with this squad of girls? Uh, it's been incredible, Pat. To be honest with you. Um, you know, I had to pay huge credit to the past management team that was in before me. You know, they 
they brought the girls a long, long way and, you know, they had great success in 2019. But I suppose, you know, my job coming in here was to freshen it up a small bit and add a bit of a fresh impetus to the whole thing. And, um, you know, it's been brilliant. You know, the, the girls have responded to me. Um, the very first thing I said to the girls when I met them on Zoom uh, last January, uh, it was the 8th of January 2021 when I first met them and I was looking at them through a laptop screen and there was a rake of different individual screens and did, you're kind did of... Did refer to that, yeah? Yeah, when you're, you're kind of looking at them and they don't know what to expect from you and you don't know what to expect from them but from the minute go and I said that night we were going to be county champions and beyond, you know, they've bought into that positivity from the word go and, you know, weeks and upon weeks out from championship games we always had 20 plus in the field, you know, the interest of playing Camogie in Scarf is is huge and the club deserves great praise for that because they do great work and we don't just chase the you know the senior glory we look after every team in the in the club as best we can to make sure that girls love enjoying playing camogie and just the feel good factor around the senior team has been brilliant um, the response has been brilliant and you know they run out through a brick wall for me and I like to think when I'm standing on the sideline and I'm getting emotionally driven on the sideline as well they realise that we will run out through a brick wall for them as well you know and it's just that level of trust and loyalty um with each other and that was the most important thing you know is that we got that trust you know it's alright me believing in myself as a coach and manager and them being great hurlers but unless we trust each other and especially when I was outside the parish and I knew very little of them and they knew very little of me it was when we got that trust and that level of trust that we would do anything for each other you see the run we've gone on now and uh, we've just, it's just been incredible to be a part of that journey Absolutely and as well as that you were forced through circumstances to maybe partly break up the regional squad that had won the previous Munster in a sense of bringing in four or five uh, young players and it's remarkable to have this success at this level with four or five young 17, 18 year old players coming in you know what what has been the secret of getting that to work? Uh, well I suppose first of all I, I'd like to mention you know this, you know how big of a loss Aoife and Marion and Holly and Ashton Carly yeah. have been all throughout the year, you know, Aoife and Marion in particular are two amazing scoring forwards who would probably walk on any club team in Ireland, to be quite honest with you, and, you know, Holly and Ashton were teak tough defenders, who, you yeah. know, who who give very little away and who are very dogged in their approach, so, um, you know, it was, a, it was an eye-opener, it wasn't probably something I expected when I took the job last November, and I suppose girls' plans change and, and injuries unfortunately happen throughout the year, and you just have to adapt, you know, and as I keep going back to the point, people said I was mad taking Bob out of goals and putting Rachel into yeah. goals but you know these are the decisions I have to make and that's why I'm here you know I, I canvas for this job on the back that I, I would make the difficult decisions to make this team successful and I wasn't going to put any politics into it or any favouritism into it you know I was going to whoever we had put a team together who was going to be well prepared and who would who would do their living best to be clear champions at least and uh you know, just the younger girls, you know, I, I sometimes run out of words to describe how good they are, you know, the contribution of Bonnie Cornerback has been incredible, you know, Rachel has grown game on game in goals, you yeah. know, the last four games that we've played, you know, against Ina, two against Truk and Inishkara the last day, four really, really you know, important games, Rachel has kept three clean sheets and those, you know, and that just stands testament to her ability and how much she's improved and she's worked so hard in the goals, she's in before everybody else every night at training, practising and, you know, Abby is Abby, you know, the score in the last minute of yeah. the, the, the first day of the county final, you know, you could ask a senior girl who's playing 10 years to take on that shot and she wouldn't take it on, but just Abby had the courage and the ability and the self-belief to throw that ball over the bar and, you know, Lorraine Grady's contributed some fantastic goals throughout the year, you know, 
Newmarket when she lost her place um, she came on and kind of got the decisive goal that day and obviously then the, the county final replay against um, Truk in Broadford you know the ball fell to her and she made absolutely no mistake so they've all contributed you know they just haven't come in and made up numbers or anything like that they've, they've come in and they've actually added to the team and I think what it's done is it's it's put a freshness into the older girls as well I see Mairead Scanlon hopping around the place again and you know Bob is getting a new sense of life Rachel Minogue all these girls you know you, you know yourself you, you just need every now and again a little bit of freshness to be bought into the squad and it just gives everyone a new enthusiasm to get driving forward again it's clear listening to the girls uh, and yourself but it's clear listening to the girls there in the previous interview uh, David um, how much they enjoy training in each other's company it's their social life they said meeting each other that makes up for all the the fact that you know you don't have the usual partying and things that girl a girl of that age would normally be doing and socialising their social life is meeting together they love the training they love the bonding they love the togetherness um, you know you obviously have con- you and your backroom team have contributed to that and I mean it's that that stands you in five minutes to go in a game you're three, two or three points down and you come back and get the result that's the kind of thing that makes these people trust each other and know they're never beaten yeah well I suppose the, the, the five the, the last five minutes in the first county final probably typifies the the work that's gone on this year, you know, and that, that level we've got to with each other, you know, the hurling has always been there, but we've just worked on that belief and that drive all year, and, you know, we've never talked about anything else, only winning, you know. Any talk I've ever had with the girls, it's always mentioned the word winning about 20 or 30 times in the two or three minutes that I talked to maybe at the start or the middle or the end of training, you know, and they've bought into that belief, and I have to give them huge credit over the Christmas, you know, we were getting 20,000 cases a day with COVID, yeah. and these girls were minding themselves, these girls didn't step outside the door only to come training, and training was their outlet, training was knowing that they could come down in a, in a safe environment, outdoors with 23 or 4 or other great friends, and, and, and train hard for an hour, but also have a bit of crack, and you know, get get out meeting people, so they, they've, they've done the work, you know, they've made the sacrifices they've they've put their bodies on the line and trust me Pat you know I've worked these girls to the brim each and every single time we've come to the field and I have a fantastic strength and conditioning coach in, in Ronan Moore who you know who makes these girls better you know who makes these girls fitter but he's constantly testing them and the next night you know you think maybe we might have a drop off of three or four girls here that might like the toughness of this you'd nearly gain three or four girls the next night such is yeah. the, the want to win and the, the knowing that they have to put in the work and I'd just like to pay a tribute to as well to you know Eleanor yeah. and Sarah you know who are who are involved as well as as the local uh, representatives on, on the management team who know the girls inside out. They've been a huge help to me throughout the year, and also to you know my other two selectors, Alan Gorman and and JP Houlihan. You know them guys come from Potomla and Nina um, every single night as well to be with the girls. So you know the management team are making as much of an effort to be in the field and as much of a commitment as what the girls are. And you know the girls get the sense that they have to turn up because we're making the effort to be there and we're not just coming from over the road. And we feel we have to be there every night and be at our best because we know there's girls driving from Carlow and yeah. Cork and Dublin and Galway and that's what this team is about there's no airs or graces you know we all make sacrifices to be here and as a result we're getting the we're getting the wins that we deserve Absolutely and finally you know we, I, I wanted to kind of get you to look back on what it's like the, the year so far because so, uh, Saturday's Munster final is the culmination of that year you've just yes. spoken about now we'll briefly talk about Drummond Inch you know better probably than anyone as, as, as from that part of the world the quality they have experience they have Intercounty players, other pl- a strong squad. If you at night, if you play at ninety five percent on Saturday, it probably won't do, David. No, no. And you know, the first thing we said after the Nishkara game was that, uh, you know, while we were delighted to be there, you know, there was a sense around the group leaving that field that day. We weren't happy with what went on in the field. You know, we felt like we did, didn't drive on in the second half. You know, we had the wind advantage. 
and we just didn't capitalise on it, you know, we did a lot of messing with the ball and did a few things that maybe that was uncharacteristic of the team in the previous seven or eight games that we played in Clare, so... Um, We've worked extremely hard the last two weeks to come up with a game plan and just go back to basics and go back to what we're good at. And, you know, that's being direct and, you know, just let the ball do the work and, and, and take our scores and our chances when they come. So, you know, Saturday is going to be a really, really tough game. You know, Drum and Inch are probably had to stand back and watch Burgess Tahara winning seven or eight titles in Tipperary in a row. And in fairness, they lost a lot of them finals to Burgess Tahara, but they never give up, you know. They've great perseverance in that club as well. And now they're on a three in a row winning cycle in Tipperary. They're in the third Munster final in a row. And they're probably going, you know, for their second Munster title in the matter of six or seven weeks. So that's a testament to how good they are. And, you know, there's some fantastic players in, in Neve Trassi and Aoife McGrath and Eamon McGrath and all these kind of girls, you know, that are, are playing at a high level with Tipperary and getting to uh, all Ireland um, semi-finals every year with Tips so they'll have huge experience and you know they'll have that one to beat us after 2019 as well but you know I don't think they're ready for what's going to come their way on Saturday from us because the hunger and the desire within this group to to win another Munster title to really land this club on, on a national scale is huge you know and uh, I said to the girls um after the win in their first ever minor final, uh, we clapped them. That we clapped the minor team back onto the pitch on sa- on Sunday morning, the day after the final, uh, yeah. the week before the True Clannara game. And I spoke to the girls about, you know, it's all right winning one senior title, and it's all right winning one Munster club title, and it's all right winning one minor title. And you'll always remember your first. But if you want to create a legacy, and with the golden generation of players that we have in this club, we need to win to make sure that that, that golden generation has got something out of the game that they deserve. And to put a second county title the week after winning our first ever minor and now be in with a chance of winning our second Munster title in three years is fantastic. And uh, we're determined to put Clare Club Camogie on the map on Saturday in a massive way and determined to go all the way in the campaign, however long it takes. I can certainly sense that from both management and players. Just uh, uh, one note that we're all concerned about. Uh, your fantastic player, you have Susan Vaughan, I think, harshly, harshly sent off in that, in that last game against Inish Cara. Um, you're hopeful, I'm sure, that that will be rescinded. Uh, I suppose, to be honest with you, Pat, we are, and I can't really say too much because there's yeah, a process um, in place and we have to respect the process of the Munster Council and the referees' report and all that, but... Um, all I can say is it's been a mantra all throughout the year to never give up and do whatever it takes. And this week, you know, I promised Susan Vaughan that we will do whatever it takes and we will never give up on her. And the only way we will give up on her is next Saturday at 3 o'clock when the ball is thrown in if Susan's not there. But if Susan's not there, we will win it for Susan. And that's the way we are. You know, we've had to win it for girls who've missed games throughout the year. And next Saturday will be no different. But we are very confident that we've enough done and enough evidence to, to prove that there was no malicious intent in Susan Vaughan's tackle last Saturday that Susan is the ultimate professional in fairness to her she comes um, from a very professional sport in, in the rugby she represented Ireland for five years where discipline is is key to any, uh, any rule in rugby so Susan comes from a professional background and she made every honest attempt to win that ball last Saturday and we will fight Susan's case to the death on, on this week to make sure that uh, we get Susan playing in that Munster final because I think it's it's gone beyond whether we win or Drummond inch wins you know it's about a girl who's uh, spent her life you know helping grow Scarf of Gunlow to what they are now and she drives down from Dublin without any any complaints she gives her life and soul to Scarf of Gunlow and she's a great sense of a leader and you know she's one you'll always hear talking and training and always hear encouraging people and always trying to give constructive criticism to all the players and you know for Susan I think it's it, it, she needs to play in that game next Saturday because you know the people of of, of 
um, Drummond Inch, uh, Scarif, and anyone else that goes to watch the game needs to see players like Susan yeah. Vaughan playing the Munster final next Saturday. It's what these games are about, seeing all the best players playing in, in these games. And so I'll see all of us there. Dave, you're very, very busy time with both training and media. Uh, so we're going to leave it at that. And just to say, on behalf of Scarif Bay Radio, it's a pleasure and it's, a, it's such an honour to be covering your games uh, and the joy you brought to us and to be, for us to be associated with you has just been such uh, a great journey. So on behalf of the radio station and Sportsline, we just wish you every success against Drummond Inch and we certainly hope you'll regret that second Munster Senior Club title and by the way you're preparing I'd say there's a great chance you will and uh, I'd just like to add this uh, we've got a new set of away jerseys black and amber jerseys and um, we very proudly push Scarif Bay Radio as our sponsors on the jerseys just as an acknowledgement for the work that yourself and Jim and Leo do in covering the games you know the exposure you give us and this club in particular is fantastic and you help put Camogie on, on the map so it's just our way of saying a, a brief thank you to you for all your hard work in, in driving to Mallow and Inishkara and all these places to follow us and, and cover us so it's just a little token from the club as to acknowledge your your continued support towards our Camogie club well I can seriously say that seriously appreciated by Scarif Bay and Sportsline David thanks a million you had a seriously busy time as I said the very best of luck and we're deeply appreciated that you joined us today no bother thanks Pat thank you and now we're joined on the line by a uh, well-known freelance journalist, the man involved with Claire Echo, uh, Claire Champion, and Claire FM, uh, to, to name but a few. It's a man who's very good to see here in Scarif Bay Community Has always helped us out with analysis. It's Derek Darmer. Derek, you're welcome once again. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Leo. No problem. Derek, look at the... the first of all, a major weekend uh, for Scarif Ogunlo. I know we know you were out yourself uh, enjoying the hospitality last weekend. Scarif Ogunlo and Drummond Inch... A repeat of the final two years ago. Your thoughts? Oh, it'll be a cracking game, first of all, Leo. Um, in my opinion, they're the two best teams in Munster, without a doubt. Um, look, I'm, I'm a big admirer of the Scarf Gun Camogie team. I really am. I, I I just love the way they go about their work. Um, their work rate is second to none. They're a great bunch of girls. They're willing to do anything for the cause. I've seen them several times, as you know, and they they put their bodies where a lot of men won't put their hurlies. Like, let's be honest about it. I've nothing but admiration from, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan. And like, I know I should be neutral, but that goes out the window. I will be wearing scarves and Ogunlo colours if I can find them, Lee. I'm sure you'll supply me with them for, for Saturday. <laughs> no doubt. Look at any any cause that anything can be fixed. There's no doubt about that. But um, Derek Drummondinch. You know, reigning monster champions. You know, last the Celtics in the All Ireland semi final. You know, they'd be going for revenge here as well. There's no doubt about that. From two years ago. Oh, absolutely! Look, there won't be a puck of a ball in it, Leo. And because of that, that's why I'm highly confident the Scarf Gunlow will win. This team don't lose battles. You know, they just—it's proven time and time again. You put them to the pin of the collar, they will come out on top. The only way it could go wrong for Scarif Gunlow is if it wasn't a battle and Drummondinch just blitzed them early. And that would be a concern that, you know, they've started slow against Trua in the replay, uh, down against Inishkara. Do you know, the first 15 minutes will tell an awful lot Sunday. If Scarif Gunlow are within touch and distance, and I do mean two to three points throughout that contest, there's only going to be one winner. They will find a way to win. But there's no doubt about Derek, and you've hit you've hit the nail on the head there. They have to get off this start. They cannot afford uh, to give a team like they give Inishkara a four point lead the last day. Okay, they pulled it back. You give a team like Drummond Inch uh, four points, and instead of being four points, they they could go ahead and go seven or eight. It's it's a dangerous game to be playing. 
That is that that would be a concern, Leon. You're dead right. Look, if they're three or four points ahead, Drummond Inch will push on, you know, and suddenly it could be seven. And seven or eight, you know, seven or eight points in the Camogie game is a very, very hard lead to pull back. But if anybody can win a battle or pull it out of the hat, it's this scar of a gun the team. People forget that they were three points down heading into injury time in the drawn county final. Do you know? I mean, it wasn't a goal, Leo. It was three points that they got to force extra time. And that shows character and an abundance of it. And, and, and they just have a never-say-die spirit. And it, it, it's such an, a great quality. And I think it's why, it, of all the Camogie teams I've seen, they're the ones that most people want to go and watch because you know they're going to give it everything. Derek Patty, you're looking. First of all, I know you, you said you might wear the colours down in Mellow. I, I have visions of, of uh, Leo rooting out a, a, an old scot for you and you appearing down in Mellow. With it. I'm trying to keep that vision over my head now. But anyway. He'll sign it for me now as well. Patch, you know, because, you but know, anyway, to get serious. We could auction that off afterwards. Oh, good. Oh, in value. Um, Derek, Derek wore this. Um, no, but seriously, uh, you know, the fact that we're in such a good spell of weather, which is remarkable for, for, February, for January, and, uh, you know, Saturday is, is you know, it's, it's going to be A1 I think condition wise you know with the likes of the dailies Elva Rogers the, the, you know you, you can keep mentioning Abby Walsh and all the younger ones and the ball players you know that will not do Scarif any harm uh, even though you're saying they, they'd win the battle which we think they would win but you know Drummond Inch wouldn't be worried about too, too afraid of a battle but top of the ground if it is good should be a help to the to those top of the ground players that Scarif are going to have plenty of Oh absolutely look they have some quality forwards as we know um, Leisha Donald there, Alva Rogers, Murray Scanlon, you know, they will score given chances. You know, but uh, defences win championships, you know, Pat, and, and that's the way I would look at it. Yeah. And this Scarif O'Gunlow team, they just don't, apart from the true Canlara blitz of goals in the county final, they don't give up scores. They really just don't. Um, Susan Daly, Susan Vahing, Kira Dyle, they're they're just like a rock back there like and you know nothing phases them and like forwards will attract the attention but defences will win you the match and, mm-hmm. and and come Saturday if those girls that I mentioned along with everyone else you know do their job and I've no doubt that they will well Stop. then they, they, they create the platform for the forwards up the field to get the winning score but the work is done back from number one to three to six to five you know what I mean Pat I couldn't agree it's, more it's I couldn't agree more yeah. I couldn't agree more with you you know forwards maybe win games but defences win overall championships and, and, and like that as well as the classy defending of the players you mentioned and both individually and as a group there's also the thing that mentally they're so strong there's no such thing as panic at all even when things aren't going well and they even say it themselves they were never afraid of losing the game when they're maybe five or six minutes to go and they're two points down. They feel they're going to win that. They're going to pull it over the fire. They're going to get the scores. That's a great mental attitude, great mental strength to have in your in your, in your uh, armory. Absolutely, Pat. And look, the thing about these girls and and, and the whole the whole unit, the management team and everything. I've met them several times, as you know, and I've interviewed them and everything. It's not ego. That oh, no. they have it's it's confidence in their own ability and it's a great quality to have they just don't panic they believe that they were the best team in the county they genuinely believe it and and they are you know let's let's call a spade a spade here they are they're two-time county champions the covid year we have to just rule out you know things happen and it slowed everyone down it was a different thing they are the best team in Clare. there is no doubt they want to prove that they're the best team in munster i believe that they are the best team I've told Leo, I firmly believe this journey will continue until Crow Park. 
Um, they're just a great bunch of girls and it's not ego, it's just it's the fact mm. that they put in the work they believe that if they work hard enough they'll reap the rewards They were, you know, I know they were training Stevens this morning at 9 o'clock, I mean you know, inter-county, your limericks of the world and Kilkenny's and so on and so forth th- that's the commitment level that these girls put in, so they deserve everything that comes their way and just, you know please God, just let it come their way Saturday and you know, let the journey continue and and Derek, you know they it, they've had they've been hit with with, with blows of, of people with injuries and and different things with players losing out and it, it is a new team and you know they suffered a blow the last day uh, with Susan Fahan getting a red card with minutes to go but great news during the week uh, for the scarf for Gunnar Kemp that Susan Fahan has been cleared to play and what a major boost that is even to the team uh, leading into the match. Absolutely and look, Leo, correctly cleared to play. I have to say that. I mean, we were both there, Leo. She didn't deserve a yellow, never mind a red. Um, and I have to give kudos here to Inish Kara, who wrote in on her behalf. I know that. They wrote in on her behalf. So that's great sportsmanship or sportswomanship, whichever way you want to call it, in fairness to, to, to clear Susan. And I'm delighted. Susan is an integral cog of that defensive machine. And, um, you know, I'm sure Drummond Inch too wants Scarafagunlo to be at full strength. And, and likewise, I mean, the respect that is shown in sport is great. And no one wants to win a, a final if you're missing your st- the other team is missing a star defender or a star forward. Because there's always the question of what if. You know, these are the two best teams at Munster. It's been proven that they are. Let them go at it hammer and tongue Saturday. And, you know, I firmly believe that Scarfagunlo will come out on top by two to three points after a titanic tussle and that they are the best team in Munster and you know I think they're the best team in Ireland I have that much faith in these girls and with that Derek on that very positive note uh, we take our time to say thank you very much for taking time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio and we look forward to hearing more of you later on Derek Leo, just make sure now you have my colours ready for Saturday. Now, <laughs> scarf, scarf, yeah, we're all looking forward to it. No, don't we'll, be letting me down now. You know, we'll have mean? it at the gate for you. All right, <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks a million, Chief. We we'll talk to you during Thank the week. All right, thanks for having me, and I'll see you at the weekend. Go man, look, please God, please God, everything goes our way. Here, here, Derek. Go man, God bless. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarf Bay Community Radio, eighty-eight point three and ninety-two point seven in East Clare around the world on scarifbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app Sportsline is sponsored by Derg Credit Union And now we're delighted to be joined by the manager of St. Joseph Secondary School Harty Cup team who have a major adventure on Saturday down in down in Mallow uh, playing the semi-final of that austere competition against uh, De La Salle Terence, first of all thank you for joining us You're welcome Pat Terence, um I suppose most people in Munster, involved in hurling in general, would be maybe surprised that you're there. Maybe you're slightly surprised yourself. However, this team didn't come from no place. You might tell us a little bit about, you know, the development of the team since since first and second year. You know how how it's come to this stage. You know briefly. Well, briefly they came in in in, in first year and there were there was a big crop, big number, and they were a very very good very uh, rounded, very level crop in first year. And they won the first year Hurling Championship in Clare that year. I think I remember Beat that, Beat Innes yeah. Diamond. Good Innes Diamond. Good Innes Diamond team. And uh, in the final in Cusick Park, and the, that Innes Diamond team is, is going well in the Munster competition, and our team is going well. And 
I suppose from that time, we had a spine, we had a goalie, we had a fullback, we had a centre-back, we had midfielders, we had a free-taker up front, and we had a, you know, we had a real spine from first year. And um, that has, from the day they came in, they were, they were on the pitch of it, you know, at their, at their, at their age um, in the county. And then they went on, that was first year. And then they got to an under-15B final um, against Doom that went to extra time in second year. And that, that was a great match in St. Pat's Bogue. And the man who beat us that day, it was Adam English. Mm. Who's now playing with the... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and he was great at that that age. And we went toe-to-toe with him. And um, Dune beat us after extra time. It was a great match. And then we went on and we played Dune in the 16 and a half the same year. And these lads were only in second year, some of them. And right battle with Dune again. And we went on and we won that championship. And I, I suppose that brought him into the next year then... Um, uh, we went up Dean Ryan, and it coincided with coincided with a lot of club activity. The Dean Ryan was in the middle of September. A lot of the local clubs were getting on very well in their local championships, and <clears throat> we didn't have the players. And Turles beat us in the first round by about five points, but Turles walked the competition, and we had a we had a very poor prep. And um, if we always felt if we had a full, if we had a bit more time, and if we had a, a full panel for training, that we we would have been a bit closer to Torlis. And that was the Dean Ryan. The following year, then we were back in the in the B at sixteen and a half, and we went up Harty. It was our first year up Harty, so we went up Harty. But we said we would go back sixteen and a half B. Because the previous year, 16 and a half had been very unsatisfactory. And we won that 16 and a half B championship, beaten uh, Prez, Cork City, who had two brilliant players. They had been O'Connor and they had been Cunningham. Mm. Um, Cork centre back yep. at the levels and Cork's their under 20 player. Um, but we beat them and we beat Cashel in the semi final. And we won that championship. And we went on then after Christmas and we hurled against St. Flannan's in the, in the Harty Cup. And Flannan's beat us by 10 points on the day. But it wasn't a fair reflection of how well our lads hurled for 40 minutes. And it was a lot of those players, you know, seven or eight of those players who were playing again on, on, this, on this team. So that's a whole pile of hurling and that's a whole pile of um, experience and uh, a lot of um, a lot of traction there for our group. So look at we went into the Harty Cup. We did a good prep last year, but the competition never took place. And we we knew that we we knew a lot of these lads are in leaving cert now and it's their final swing at it. And sure, we had one aim was to win a Harty match. Our school had never actually won a Harty match. We had competed, we had draws, we had great performances, but we hadn't won a match. So we played De La Salle the first day and we went toe-to-toe with De La Salle, and, but they beat us by two points. And then that put us into the backdoor championship with St. Coleman's for my, and after extra time we won that match. And then that we got the draw against CBC then for the quarter final, and then 
we won that match at the death with a little stroke of luck and yeah, it's like buses. You've been waiting a long time for a bus to come around, and then two buses have come around in a row there now for us. So look, at we're just delighted. Sure, it's a, it's a lot. It's a very exciting for the school and for the families involved and for the clubs and for the players, of course, and the clubs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a dead time of the year, and sure, people are only looking for something to follow and you know interest them and take them away from the dreariness of restrictions and things like that so yeah no it's a good buzz there at the moment so in fairness there's a, a solid foundation of of experience and competition and and performances there against against good sides over the years this side has been building and you know for those who wouldn't be familiar it's great to hear that that story of where where they have come from now there's a does a, as usual with Tulla, i suppose with the, with any secondary school does that there's a nice spread of clubs involved um before we talk about management and the atmosphere in the school. There's a nice bit of clubs, clubs involved, and uh, I suppose it's it's kind of a bonus from the point of view of not just Tulla the school, which is brilliant, but East Clare Hurley in general at underage. This is a, a great kind of a boost that you are at this one mighty stage of the serious competition. Ah, sure it is. It is. Sure, look at anything that keeps young lads occupied in the months of November and December and January and keeps them together with a purpose and if it's you know i'm involved in my local hurling club and if my lads you know if the lads in like it are engaged in something like this sure isn't it only isn't it only straight into your barrow and you know um there's a, any amount of dividends from a mental health perspective from a hurling perspective from a fam- family perspective you know there's there's no losers in this and um no, it's great for the clubs in East Clare, and sure, it's a distraction and it's novel. And um, yeah, no, no, we get yeah. great support, which is we, we really get great support from the clubs. So look at it's it's mutually beneficial, and it's just look at it's it's what goes on in a lot of places. Do you know what I mean? So it's nice that it's it's nice to see it spread around nice to, to, to other parts yeah. of, of the county and yeah. the country, indeed. And that, that's and that's exactly everybody yeah. should experience a bit of excitement in their sporting lives yeah. at underage, particularly. Um, I suppose playing this game, um, you know, which, which is a sport, there's a sense of novelty for many people who will, you know, you'll have bigger crowds following as you go along now to the later, the more, the more vital, you know, business end of things. You know, how do you think as a management you'll be able to get the players to focus maybe on the game more so than the occasion? Will that be a little bit trickier as you go to this vital semi-final stage? Or do you think the lads will be level-headed enough just to play the game on its merits? You know, it's hard to, to hit, hit that balance. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is hard to to, to um, it is. But I'd be confident that our lads, you know, there's a lot of that's all, you know that's all outside that's nice really on the exterior of what they what they have been doing and what they we we've very very basic routines and very basic simple approaches and you know, you can kind of see, sometimes you can see when there's distraction and you can see when fellas aren't, you know, they aren't on the pitch of it. And I think that often happens our group, but it's very, they're very good to, to they're go- very good to correct themselves and they're very good to reboot. And so they're only chaps, they're only on a learning, yeah. they're on a journey and they're on a learning curve and so they're, the same as all the rest of us, they'll make their mistakes, and sure, it's our job just to to mind yeah. them and flag if they if we can kind of if we can 
we can signpost stuff for them or if we can kind of flag stuff for them in advance, they'll make less less mistakes. I don't, yeah. I don't really. We had huge support in Bansha. Yeah. We had big support in Bansha. We had huge support in Fermoy on the day. And we had big support in Kilmallock. And I will have big support, but that's not, a, I don't see that as any uh, negative. That's a, that's something that will be harnessed, uh, yeah. you know, harnessed. Not, not intentionally harnessed, but our lads kind of, it works both ways. Our, our lads, they're an honest team. They're a hard-working team. And people respond to that, and, and, and they kind of, they get energy off of that. And, um, you know, that, that'll be no problem. I, suppose, I don't think that'll be a problem for our players. And the broader, you mentioned mental health and you mentioned the importance of kids, I suppose, their uh, vital station their lives. It's also important though, that they enjoy the excitement, they enjoy the build-up, that they enjoy the fact that they're now in the public eye. And, you know, it can't be dampening that down too much as well. While you obviously, as you said yourself, there's a balance to be struck between letting them enjoy the whole thing and be part of it and also keeping focused on the game. So I suppose, but they're also entitled to you know, be a slightly, a little bit carried away and sort of, you know, absorb the occasion and, 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 and the importance of it because it'll probably only happens once in their lives, this particular competition anyway. Absolutely, Patrick. You're, you're dead right. And so you're speaking from the, the, the wisdom of maturity there. Mm. And, you know, we, we certainly wouldn't be, um, we'd be telling them that, but there's a filtering process there too that, you can there's there's a great buzz around the school. There's a great buzz be, yeah. of there's a great buzz around the school. There's a great anticipation. There's a great smile on their faces. There's there's no fear of anybody making a the dour experience. This is not going to be a regular thing for Saint Joseph's Tulla, and I don't mean that in a kind of a in a dour. Of course, um, yeah. In in in, in a dour. Um, in, in a dour kind of spirit, uh, yeah, yeah. Negative, yeah, yeah. Neg- negative way. This mm, is mm. this is just a great experience, and it's to be savoured. But look at these lads are well able to let down the blade, and when the time is right, these lads are well able to to enjoy it, and they have done, and they have done that, you know, and they're really enjoying it. And sure, they, they they know each other so well, and there's no there's no fear of that. No, they're well able to. And I suppose in terms they're, of they're well able to savour it, savour yeah. it, Pat, and they're well able to enjoy it, you know. And they're doing that as they rightly should, and and as as, as they rightly should. It helps That's also that they have three do. three or four mature old heads uh, over them and on the sideline in uh, training sessions and preparation. Uh, yourself and Aidan and uh, Tomas, and uh, I think uh, your 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 couple of other of your people there. Um, you know, they, they know a little bit about it, and as well. uh, that. We have an umpire as well. Oh, and the management team. <laughs> Excellent, but uh, you know what I'm saying is, you know, you, you know uh, a little yeah, bit of yeah, what yeah. what it takes. First of all, you know, from the teaching of the kids' point of view, but also from yeah. uh, human 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 nature point of view, and also the hurling yeah. side of things. So, you know, I suppose there's a nice combination there of experience on the sideline and how to how to manage things, and also, I suppose, enthusiasm from the players and the fans and and, and parents and all that. So, uh, look at it's it's a fantastic place to be and. Um, uh, now talking about De La Salle, you know, down to nitty gritty, what kind of a team do you think they are? You you have experience of them, you've played them. They probably have one or two stars up front, I think. Uh, but look at um, what kind of a game are you expecting? You know, if you were to, to, to envisage the game in your own mind, what can kind of a game will it be? Do you think, Terence? I I think it'll be fiercely contested. I think it will be. 
it will be there won't be time on the ball. I think that the, when our lads played De La Salle the first day, they got <coughs> quite a bit of a shock at the pitch of the standard. And from talking to them after that day, like we were happy with them that day because they played very well. Um, against De La Salle and they were very disappointed afterwards which was a great sign and um, but we talked to them we went through them we went through it with a few of them and they were surprised how little time they got on the ball and they were surprised with the physicality of the exchanges and and you know if they weren't on, if they weren't sharp and they weren't moving fast and they weren't moving the ball fast it was gone it was taken off of them and um the conditions that day were better conditions than the subsequent two matches that we played. Uh, we played in bad weather on heavy fields, and we played De La Salle on a on a good field in bench, and it was a great game. And um, I spoke with Fergal Horgan briefly afterwards, and he was explaining. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. He did a great job on the match, but he was explaining why he pulled back a goal chance. Um, one of our players dropped the hurley, released the ball, and made a run on goal. But he saw it as a kind of a defining moment in the match, which it was. Right. But he was dead right. Well, we had fouled the ball, and uh, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. I saw. I just said to him, I said, "Look, Fergal, we, we had loads of chances. We didn't take them." But he said it was a great game of hurling, and um, he was right. It was a great game of hurling, and it was fiercely contested. And there's nothing between the teams. You know, yeah. and that's the way it was on the day. And De La Salle are very well drilled. De La Salle is a, it's a boys' school with fourteen hundred boys. They oh. have, they have uh, all the power of Belly Gunner going in, in there. And um, in Waterford, Hurland, the general trend. I'm not sure about this year gone or the year before. I don't know which of them it was, but Belly Gunner won every underage A title in Waterford last year. Right. Um, either last year or the year before. So they have a, they have that caliber of players flushing through, and then they'll have a few from De La Salle and Rowan Moore and, and Passage, and then they'll have the few lads from Moonkine and places like that. And um, they're De La Salle are an A school, they're an A every grade all of the time, and they're always in the top four or five. So yeah. it's their consistency, and you can see that in their team. Their team is, you know, they have a huge panel and. They have a, they just have a thoroughness of their approach and they have a consistency in their play. They're defensive now. They're defensively. Okay. They suck their players back to field and um, and they have a very, very good player. They have a couple of very good players up the field. I suppose Toomey and Fitzgerald would be their best two forwards and um Paddy Fitz, yeah, yeah. And mm. uh, Paddy Fitz, yeah, Paddy Fitz did uh, the second has done a lot, 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 lot of great hurling in the competition, and um, yeah, so that's what they have. They have they're they're defensively very tight at the back, and they have uh, they have a few flare 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 players up front. So they have um, a good pedigree in fairness of club and 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 in and individuals involved. But having said that, I suppose you have your own pedigree. You you're there on merit. You're not afraid to win a game in the last minutes. When as as everybody says, is the time to be ahead in the scoreboard. It doesn't matter what you do up to then, if you're ahead when the final whistle is blown and you have won matches very late on, uh, and that shows a bit of character of the team and uh, and maybe and and they don't panic too much. Yeah. Yeah, Aidan says that. He says you Aidan Hart says that you only need to lead once. Um 
So, yeah, look, we'd like if they could find another way to win matches or, <laughs> or, or if they could find a, an, another way. And hopefully they will on um, hopefully they will on Saturday. It'll be a different game. The Mallow Field will be in good condition and the weather forecast is good. And Yeah, yeah absolutely. The weather we is not going to be a problem. So that, that at least makes it a fair yeah. company, a fair, you know, a fair battle in the sense yeah. that it'll be reasonably top of the ground it's, it's going to be very nice on Saturday yeah. and the build up all week and Fortnite is, is mostly dry too so uh, look what if, right. if there's a chance to win it and you'll have that chance and, and look uh, it's it's fantastic for the school I mean I presume the whole staff principal and the whole school uh, you know community are absolutely agog with this I know the players have to be concentrating on yourselves but you know um, what's it like to be in school these days at all Ah, sure, look at it. It's just you see everybody is... You know, we're, we were nearly getting to this anyway, but everybody is out hurling. Every young lad in the school is Fantastic, out hurling. Yeah. And our um, our ladies footballers were playing a, a county final today against St. Caymans. They got bet in the end, and our Camogie girls were playing... Uh, our Camogie girls were playing right. a Monster Senior Shield against Kalosht on Sunday, That's which right. they won. Brilliant, they were... Yeah. They, they, they had a great second half performance. I think they scored three seven in the second half. So it's a, it's it's sometimes in schools you can have that. You'll often see that that if a team, if the boys are doing well, well the girls want to, you know, they'd be proud enough and they'd want to be driving on their end. And we've seen it repeatedly. And we saw it in Tulla in two thousand and fifteen. We, we had a very good team and we won a monster championship, but it coincided with a time when the girls under Donald McGrath and Donna Fitzgerald and Risa Forrestal they just swept the forum. And um it's it's it has a it has a kind of a holistic effect or it has the the, the effect that it, it has that knock-on effect and it's often seen in schools i know cashel did it and i know that hospital in limerick did it cashel did it in tipperary their hurling team went very strong and their camogie team went beside them and hospital in limerick the same way and i've seen it in other places over the years that you know when there's interest from teachers in one code other teachers will say well look at we, we can do the same thing with the girls and uh, on effect, so that's yeah. happening in our mm. school and 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 the boys are playing the soccer going on in our school you talk about the principal that support is there from the principal it's there from the deputy principal and it's there from the board of management that everybody needs to be catered for and i suppose in Recent years, there's a huge drive as regards the the mental health of teenagers, and there was huge initiatives and huge programs, wellness programs, and put into secondary schools. But COVID came along then, and a lot of that stuff was kind of parked, or it didn't, you know, it didn't get the traction that was envisaged because of COVID, and there was no extracurricular in school last year. So yeah. I know in our place, it's just all the you know all of the time there's there's extracurricular going on and it's it's catering for everybody and our basketball team was very successful this year so our school is just a kind of a hotbed of activity and there's people gone every day and it's just great for the 
it's great for the it's great for the kids, you know. And that's the bottom line. And it was the whole thing is to make the very most for the pilot strike, and while the Ireland sought to make the very most of it for, for everybody involved and grasp it, grasp it and enjoy it. Now, I suppose you probably are not giving any thought at all to the other semi-final, Thurles and North Skull Reach. Um, if I, no. if you were to pick a winner there, even would you suggest one or what? What's the stand, What's the standard of those two like? All I know from talking to other 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 schools outside of Munster who've played those, the 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 feedback I am getting from Galway and Leinster is that Ad Skull are 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 very strong. Now I that's only that's all I have heard yeah. from um, Leinster and Galway that Ard Skull Reach on the challenge match circuit, yeah. Ard Skull Reach have, have been the most impressive. Now, they'll have it all to do with the big turtles too. So I, I don't know. I haven't seen either yeah. team. And um, I, I, to be honest, a bit like what you said, I don't really. Yeah. It's not relevant to us. No. It's not relevant to us. It, when it becomes relevant to us, if it becomes relevant to us, we we know about them then. All right. Before we say thanks to you uh, and, and wish you well, um, um, Terence, just one other quick word. You probably won't be taking it up any other new hobbies this year because you've also been appointed as manager of the Clare in the 20s uh, with a few other guys there that you might tell us. And look, at first of all, on behalf of Scarlet Bay Radio here, we wish you every success in that endeavour. It's a hugely important post in Clare Hurling uh, for the future, for the present and the future. So listen, fair play to you for taking it on. And we just like, you know, if you want to say a little bit about that before, but we, we do wish you well. Um, how do you feel about it? Ah, sure, I suppose I, I feel a number of, I, it's, um, I'd feel good about it, that'd be the starting point anyway, and um, I, it was an honour, it was an honour to be asked to <coughs> consider doing it, and then it was, um, it, it's, that's what it is, and it's exciting, and um, it's, a, it's a, I don't know about the, I, I know the level of work, there's a lot of work in it, and um, it's going to, to challenge me and it is challenging me but sure that's a good thing so um yeah look at the i think i had a conversation with brian lohan back in maybe november or maybe october november and all of the reasons not to do it were put on one side <laughs> and all of the you know all of the reasons of to do it were put on another but look at brian lohan would speak about the you know the, the the type of players that are out there in County Clare and, and and how committed that they are and how good they are and um, how it's just good. It's just good and great to get involved with that type of a player. So look at um, we're we're up and running. We're making small steps forward. We we started in the middle of December, trialing, and. We're continuing to trial, and we're we're kind of we we just want to be. Covid didn't give lads a chance to trial in the past. The previous management were just they were caught in a tailspin. Really, they didn't know. You know, it yeah. was stop, start, stop, start. But that was the, they just had to act fast, and we 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 have to act fast too, but we have the opportunity to bring lads in and say, well, they're getting eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Um, sessions slash matches slash trials and we you know it gives them a great chance to just show everything that they've got in the gym on the field physically fitness every way and it gives us a great chance to get to know them and it gives us a great chance to measure and um, 
and we'll be happy enough picking a panel fairly soon with a few matches coming up and we'd like to think you know that there'd be respect for that that they, they, they'd be able to see that okay they got a right good fair go at it and they got they, they got um, they got a decent crack at it and they deserve that because the commitment to it has been fantastic and um that's our starting point. We have a few matches upcoming and we have to pick a panel maybe by, by the start of February and then we have two months serious serious prep to do and um, we'll see where it takes us. Um, the bear is the bear is high with the car teams, yeah. with the Limerick teams and the other teams in Munster. But, um, no, no doubt about it. Any, uh, we, we, Terms we know that you and your colleagues there will give everybody a fair crack of the week and a whip, and we'll give everyone a chance to show their their wares and to get the best possible squad together to represent Clare. That's that's a given that you're involved. So it's very best to look at that before that on Saturday. Let us just wish you and that all the player, the management, the lads, the school in general, and supporters a brilliant day in Mellow. And with the help of God, uh, we'll all be rooting for you that you'll be in a hearty cup final uh, in the following week or two, whenever it is. And uh, the very best of luck against the LaSalle. And uh, we hope that, first of all, the players enjoy it and that they'll really, really appreciate the fact that they're, you know, good enough to be there and that there's a, a prize there they're capable of winning and that it will happen. And uh, listen, I know you give it everything. So listen, the very, very best of luck and enjoy yourself as well, Terence. Because as I said, as you said yourself, these chances don't come too often. So best of luck to you. And that concludes our sporting show here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. My thanks to co-presenter Pat McNamara. Uh, thanks to our guests, David Sullivan, Rach Minogue, Abby Walsh, Kira Doyle, Derek Dormer, uh, Terence Fahey, and of course our station manager, Jim Collins. We wish Scarif a good luck and St. Joseph's Secondary School Tulla all the best in their respective games as we also wish Brian Lohan and his charges the very best of luck in the Munster uh, League fi- Cup Final uh, tomorrow against Limerick you know, hopefully the first piece of silverware on offer for 2022 and hopefully it will come the way of clear we thank our sponsors here as uh, Derek Credit Union here they're very good to us and all that remains is for me the dial for Scarif Bay Community Radio on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM until we meet again it's Bannock Day August Lawn. <laughs>